Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today I'm going to give you guys all the updates about my ankle sprain that I had. I talked about this I think like two or three months ago and then I told you guys that I would keep you updated but not only that I just thought I'd give you guys some insights on how I stayed fit with an injury because I know especially if you're very much in the health sphere you are like okay I don't want to lose strength or there might be some fear of gaining weight or you're afraid that you're gonna like build bad habits because like the gym is your like keeps you focused mode. Um, I know for me it does. It almost feels weird if I don't have the gym in my routine because that's something that keeps me in my routine. And when something's taken out, you can have like this increase in anxiety because that like outlet is gone, especially if you identify yourself as like gym is therapy for you or you say like your outlet or the gym is your anxiety outlet, which is great, but I would also challenge you to maybe find different areas um, to channel that anxiety, especially for instances like this that come up where you might have some sort of injury that pops up and you're not able to go to the gym. Um, But I just wanted to give you guys some tips that helped me to stay fit during my injury, and then also just give you a little bit of an update on what my recovery process looked like with my ankle sprain. But just a little reminder here, every single injury is going to be different. So every single recovery is going to look different. So for instance, I had an ankle sprain to where someone with an ACL tear, their rehab is going to look different to the way when they're able to go back to movement is going to be different. But all of these tips are going to help you feel sane and keep you fit and ready to go back to the gym once you are able to. So a little bit about my injury and a little bit of an update on that. If you don't already know, um, I was at the lake playing volleyball with a few friends and I went backwards, tripped on my foot, and then my heel was up towards my butt, fell on my heel, pushing my foot into the sand, and then I had what's called a inversion strain. And that just basically means that my foot turned inward and my ankle went out. So then that teared, that completely teared my ATFL, which is also called your anterior tibial, I can say words, anterior talar fibular ligament. And I just want to give you a heads up that I even learned this from my PT. Um, I learned a lot from the PT that I worked with, but when someone says strain, most people or sprain, they're like, oh, that's like not a big deal. And even for myself, I'm like, oh, that's not a big deal. But especially when you completely tear something, like just because it's not a broken bone, like mine was a grade three. So um, that's a pretty significant injury. So if you do get a sprain or Um, just make sure that you're doing the actual recovery that your doctors or your PT or whoever you're working with is telling you to do because just because your ego might get in the way and this is me speaking to myself included is like even though you think you're okay a lot of the times the doctor that you're working with 
knows a lot more than you do so you should probably listen to them even though it feels like you can do something doesn't always mean you should but if you want to get a full update on like or not an update but if you want to get like the full story of how I sprained my ankle just go to it's number 65 lake day gone wrong I'll also make sure to put a link in the show notes for my whole story on how I sprained my ankle Um, but right now I'm just going to focus more on the recovery process. So thankfully I did not need to have surgery, which was really nice. Um, there was a few people who were telling me that I was going to need to have surgery, especially because I completely tore it. And I got really nervous about that because when I hear surgery, I'm like, crap, that means that I'm going to like have to do this full recovery thing and like I'm gonna have to be out of a lot of things and I didn't already I didn't want to have to do that plus like walking around campus especially at a chiropractic school like everyone's great but um when you're on crutches or you're wounded or something everyone wants to help you which is great um but sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming and it almost feels like you're this side project for everyone but again everyone cares about you which is nice it's just it's also nice not to have surgery and I think anyone who's been through surgery knows that so thankfully I only had to do PT for about three months and she whooped my butt (laughs) um PT is definitely different um when you're older I actually had this conversation with her about this I was like I don't remember uh physical therapy being so hard And she was like, well, when's the last time you did physical therapy? And I was like, I don't know, probably like elementary school or middle school when I sprained my ankle in basketball Um, or like, yeah, I think it was only I've only ever sprained my ankle. Um, And she was like, well, that's because when you're that young, all we can get you guys to do is balancing exercises and games and stuff. You guys don't have the attention span to do anything else. And I was like, oh, okay." Also, I told her that I wanted to go back to barbell lifting and I greatly appreciated the PT that I did work with. Um, By the way, when I'm saying PT, I'm referring to physical therapist, not personal trainer. I know those can be like interchangeable, so I just want to highlight that. Um, But I was telling her that, yeah, I like to do barbell lifting. I'm super active. I want to get back to that. And it was funny because her eyes got really big. And I don't know if it was because she was excited to hear that I was into barbell lifting or that she knew that she was able to like go hardcore on me. Um, Probably a little bit of a mix of both. Um, But I greatly appreciated that she was very focused on how to get me back to where I want to be based off my goals. Um, And that's something that even in my program, I've heard a lot of docs and professors talk about where it's like, make sure you focus on the patient that is in front of you. Um, And I feel like this is for anyone in general. Like when you're talking to someone, make sure you realize what the person in front of you is saying, because not every single advice, not every single treatment is going to work for everyone um, and people are going to take things a different way. So just a little spiel on that. But for my goals specifically, we worked a lot on stability and strengthening the areas around my ankle. So for instance, my calves were so tight. She was like, you have the tightest calves I have ever 
ever seen in my entire life and I was like what are you talking about and it was probably just because since I it took me so long to get my diagnosis of what had actually happened um, because I had thought for the longest time that it was in my foot that the injury was um, my calf was overcompensating for me not being able to put weight on my ankle and so she had to stretch out my calves. I had to do a ton of stretches for that. Um, she also did scraping on me, which if you've never experienced scraping, it is like the worst feeling in your entire life. Um, I woke up the next morning to get out of bed and she even said she probably went a little bit harder than she should have. But like my calf wouldn't even contract the next morning. So I'm like hobbling out of bed. Um, but it's literally just they take this metal piece and just like it sounds, they just press really hard down. It's almost like if you're getting a really deep massage with a bar and they're just pushing really hard down on your your calf just trying to break apart that scar tissue that is built up so um I um I did not like that experience whatsoever I greatly much preferred when she just said okay we're just gonna stretch out your calf now um and it was kind of sad because I would go to my PT sessions and I would get super excited because again I love my PT um she was awesome to talk to and I learned a lot from her but then at the very end, she's like, okay, guess what? And I was like, no, no, please don't. <laughs> um, also, like I said, she whooped my butt and she made me do so many calf raises. Um, I do not want to do a single calf raise in my entire life again. But my PT said that it was important for me to do calf raises, especially because of my injury. So I guess I'm going to have to put them in. Um, which is kind of annoying, but I'm just going to tell myself, hey, it's to get the like the squat numbers up. It's going to support your squats. It's going to support your deadlifts and also keep you from getting another ankle sprain. You got to do what you got to do at this point. But um, she had me like be on the leg press and for two minutes straight, I had to do calf raises um, and they would be like single leg calf raises and the burning in my ankle. It wasn't even like the muscle at that point. It was in the area around my ankle. I was like, this is so much pain. <laughs> um, but at least she would talk to me. And we, I think at that point, Love is Blind on Netflix came out. And somehow we got to talking about reality TV. And also, um, I'm not usually much of a Bachelors fan, but at that moment, it was the Golden Bachelor that had come out. Um, on TV and it's the old guy instead of like a young bachelor it was like an older guy who ended up becoming the bachelor and for some reason my family got into it so I started watching it so we started talking about that but we got super intense about talking about the new season of Love is Blind so that's what I do when I'm in severe pain doing calf races. Um, but with all that, I wanted to tell you guys some tips that helped me with my injury and how I stayed fit and got back even stronger than what I was previously lifting, which was actually really surprising for me because I was really nervous that I was going to lose a lot of strength. Um, and I've actually found that coming back to the gym, I'm a lot stronger. Now, granted, I also think it was because I was probably overdoing it. And this happens to a lot of people where, especially if you really love fitness and you really like going to the gym, sometimes we love it so much 
that we don't realize how it is harming our own results. And I could obviously see this with myself because I've been able to increase weight on my deadlifts. Squats has been like, okay, just because um, I was dealing with an ankle injury and your range of motion with where your ankle is at is a wee bit decreased when that happens. So it's been taking me a while to get back with that, but like even my bench increased. And so it's just really exciting to see all those numbers go up and feeling even stronger than what I was before. But the first tip I have for you is to adjust your workouts. Um, that fit your injury and when I say this I want you to ask your doctor like all of this is like ask your doctor so this is kind of just a highlight over that but especially when it comes to working out maybe your workouts need to look different at this time for me I was able to do more machines now granted I don't really like using machines just because machines are made for people of a certain like height um and they can you can adjust certain areas of things but it doesn't always it's easier to adjust how you move with a barbell or a dumbbell than it is with an actual machine that's kind of just set in stone you can mess around with some things but for the most part it's however long it is is however long it is um but I was able to do more machine work and then I did that because it actually gave me the stability I needed because at that point in time, I didn't have stability in my ankle. And if I wanted to do anything that my PT said that I could do, just highlighting that again, um, I wanted, she wanted to make sure that I had the stability that I needed because I couldn't give myself that because my ankle was still healing at that point. So I did leg press, I did leg extensions, um, I did hamstring curls, but for the most part, I also did um, more upper body stuff just because there's only so many machines you can do with lower body with an ankle sprain. So I was able to work on my pull-ups or I got back into doing handstands again and I worked on my overhead press. And that was exciting to throw handstands back into the mix because I feel like for a while there, I was really hardcore doing doing handstands. And then I kind of eased up on it a bit and haven't done it very much, but being able to bring that back in was really exciting and something else that I could focus on. Because I think a lot of the times when we get an injury, all we can think about is, oh man, I can't do the things that I used to do anymore. Or it sucks that like I have this injury and I'm just going to, all I can do is like sit around and this sucks. And we spiral down that negativity I want to say lane, but I guess road. Um, and actually, if you take a step back, take a breath and think about all the things you actually can do, you can focus on other things. Again, depending on your injury. But for me, it was like, OK, my lower body's like not working very well right now. So what can I focus on? I can focus on upper body. And so that's what I did. Also, if you can't do actual weights, maybe just go on walks, but movement will help with the recovery process. There actually is a lot of studies stating how movement is better than icing. I know putting on ice for recovery has 
been promoted a lot, especially with that whole rice method, which actually the guy who prevented or not prevented, created the rice method, he actually redacted that statement. And I don't think enough people have heard about that because I even know when I first went into the ER, the first thing they gave me was ice. Now, granted, my ankle was a potato at that point and they were probably like she looks like she's in a lot of pain but icing can actually prevent the white blood cells to get to your ankle which your white blood cells are known for helping with immune function and helping with that starting that inflammation process and inflammation isn't actually a bad thing you want that inflammation because that's kind of the trigger for your body to be like oh wait we need to actually like improve this area because there's something wrong here and then there will be this release of what's called IGF-1 which also stands for insulin like growth factor and this hormone is actually known for growth and development but what's really cool about this is that it actually signals your body to start that muscle repair and regeneration process and it can't do that if you continuously try to ice whatever area of your body is hurt at that point. Because the great example when I was reading this book called Rebuilding Milo, um, the author was talking about how when you ice something, it's kind of like when you're on the highway and the ambulance is going down the highway. And the ambulance is going down and it's trying to get to the place that they're supposed to be. But let's say there's a barricade that is blocking it off. Well, the ambulance can't get to where it needs to be and help all the people that it needs to help. The barricade is basically the ice that you are putting on your ankle. And so your white blood cells are kind of just waiting there being like, I don't know how to help you because like... I'm stuck here. (laughs) And even thinking about back to my physiology classes, um, we did this lab where we put our hand in an ice bucket. And when we put our hand in the ice bucket, we saw that the pulse decreased, which also showed us that our blood vessels were what's called vasoconstricting, which basically means that your blood vessels are getting smaller. So if you think about a hose, when you put a little crink in the hose, less water comes out because there's not enough space for water to flow through. But once you lighten up on the hose, there's more water that's able to go out. That's kind of like how your blood works. And in your blood is your white blood cells. Um, I hope you followed along with that. But if you have any questions, you can always message me and I can rephrase it for you. Um, Another thing that you might want to think about is that ice prevents the improvement of swelling. And this was kind of mind boggling for me to like read about, which I thought was really cool and I really wanted to share is that like swelling is linked to your lymphatic system. And if you don't know what your lymphatic system is, your lymphatic system is part of your circulatory system, which is where all your blood vessels are that pumps your blood and filters things out. Well, your lymphatic system is connected to your circulatory system and takes all that like gunky stuff that your body is trying to filter out and it goes through there it filters it and it helps with any immune responses and it keeps your body nice and healthy well the key thing about this is that your lymphatic system is passive and 
if you can't get rid of that waste that your circulatory system is sort of just pushing out, um, then swelling starts to build up because it has nowhere to go. And if you're not moving, then you can't activate your lymphatic system because like I said, your lymphatic system is passive. So the way that you activate your lymphatic system is by moving, is by um, either like giving yourself a massage. Like if you've ever heard of lymphatic massages, um, that's the massage therapist creating movement and trying to move that lymph to these ducts that are in your body that will then dump out all the like the bad stuff. Um, but then you can also do this by just going on walks. That's why I was saying like if you have some sort of movement that you can do, then definitely I highly recommend doing it because that will just help promote recovery. Um, always do pain-free movement after an injury is best because like if you're doing something that is creating pain, that's probably means that you're just going to make things worse. So some good ones are just doing isometrics. So if you've ever held a plank, that is an isometric exercise. Um, even if you're like contracting your quads, like if you're sitting at a desk and you're just doing your work and you just like tense up your quads, that would be an isometric contraction of your quads because you're contracting, but you're not moving. Um, another good way, especially with ankle sprains, are doing ankle pumps. So this is just you bringing your toes up towards your head. So your heel is on the ground, but your toes are going up towards your head. That's a nice small movement that most people can do with ankle sprains. And then there's also this really cool device, which if you have accessibility to this, maybe you could even ask your PT for this. It's called NMES device. It stands for Neuromuscular Electrical Stimulation. And this device, you basically put it on the area of injury or the muscles around the injury. And I don't know, I've never used it before, but I think it just stimulates contraction or I know it stimulates contraction and this will then increase protein synthesis by 27%, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but like doing nothing compared to something like that's pretty awesome. And if you're able to increase muscle protein synthesis, then that just means that you're either able to maintain the muscle mass that you have or even build more, um, which is really, really cool. They also did a study and the NATA, the National Athlete Trainers Association, in 2013, they did a group release statement recommending treatments for ankle sprains. And what they had found after collecting all the scientific literature is that icing your injury got a grade C which on their scale was A was the best and C was the worst. Um, they also put a little like tidbit about cryotherapy because I know that's kind of like the new big thing now, um, but they didn't have enough clinical evidence to really state anything about cryotherapy, so I can't answer any questions about that, but I will say icing got a C, but functional rehab got an A. So that's just showing you more and more if you are able to do some sort of movement. And it doesn't even have to be in the area where injury was created. It could even be like, like I had said at the beginning, I did more upper body workouts. So if you're, if you sprained your ankle or tore your ACL, 
maybe just like do a few bicep curls with some rubber bands if that's what you have access to or um I'm trying to think of something else you could uh, the next thing I could think of was uh tricep pull downs with a rubber band but you get what I'm saying you could figure out something to do to create some sort of movement all right, so the next recommendation that I have is to keep your protein high or just keeping your calories maintained in general. So many people think that once they have an injury, they're more sedentary, so that means they automatically need to cut their calories. But I just want to let you know that your immune system and your inflammatory response actually causes your metabolism to be in this hypermetabolic state because it's trying to send all those white blood cells. It's trying to build all these proteins. It's trying to get you all those coenzymes from vitamins and minerals to help repair where that injury is. And if you start cutting away all of the nutrients that you're providing your body, that just means it's going to take a longer time to recover. Research has actually shown that minor injuries and surgeries increase metabolic demands by 20% and severe injuries like burns by 100%. So I know both scenarios are different numbers, but that is just showing you that if you're not eating enough calories, that is going to take longer to recover, which is going to keep you out of the gym even longer and doing the movements that you love to do um, just because it's not provided with the nutrients that it needs. And the longer it takes to recover, then that could also lead to a greater loss of functional strength. So don't be quick to cut your calories because each macronutrient provides an important role when it comes to the healing process of any sort of injury that you're dealing with. For instance, complex carbohydrates provide important functions for the healing process. They've actually been quoted in saying that it has a protein sparing effect for catabolic states. And if you don't know what catabolic means, that basically just means down that that basically just means that you are in a breakdown state. So because you have an injury, you're more prone to be in the state of things breaking down because cells are being broken down because of the injury. Um, and you don't want that to further be broken down. They actually research has shown that there's a decrease in muscle protein breakdown with carbohydrates more than a high fat diet. And this could also be just due to because carbohydrates provide not only energy, which I feel like a lot of people think that that's just what carbohydrates are for, but they also provide a lot of vitamins and minerals and fiber that is needed for your diet. Um, major minerals that you might think are important are antioxidants, which are vitamin E and C, and you get those from complex carbohydrates. So don't be quick to cut those carbohydrates. I know there's a lot of fear out there with carbohydrates and you don't need to fear that in the process of dealing with an injury. Also, healthy fats. You need to make sure that you're getting in enough healthy fats because this increases healing and also decreases the inflammation that might be occurring because of the injury. Now, not all inflammation is bad, but if it is prolonged for a long period of time, then that might mean it's an issue and that might also be due because you're not eating enough healthy fats. And this is because fats play a role in your cell membrane production. So if your cells aren't able to rebuild, it's kind of like if you're building a house, like if you don't have enough bricks, 
it can't rebuild or you can't build a house without any bricks. So you need to eat enough healthy fats to to allow your cells to then build up that cell membrane again and be healthy and strong. And then also healthy fats provide fuel, which you will need to then supply and recover from the injury. So make sure you're getting in enough protein and micronutrients. But I want to dig a little bit more into protein because I did state at the very beginning about how important keeping your protein high is. And that's because I feel like most people know this by now, but I'm just going to reiterate it again and again, is that protein helps maintain muscle. It's literally the building blocks of everything and you need that for healing. Um, But I will say one amino acid that is super duper important when it comes to injury is leucine. It's actually been quoted to be called the anabolic trigger. And this is because it stimulates muscle protein synthesis. And you can get leucine from most any animal sources. Um, That's why I am super high on eating Um, animal proteins like chicken, beef, milk, fish, that's going to be super high in leucine. Also, if you're not into eating animal meats, maybe try some whey protein, but I always say natural is best. So maybe go there first. And then if you're still struggling with that, then go for that whey protein. But they've actually encouraged a lot of the elderly population to increase their protein intake just so that they can maintain their muscle mass. So if you are nervous about being more sedentary um, and losing the muscle that you have built, then maybe just think about, okay, maybe I need to make sure that I'm getting in enough protein because that is another way that I can maintain the muscle that I have. Another cool thing about protein is that it keeps your blood sugar stable and decreases those cravings that you might have. Um, A lot of the times when people's blood sugar will spike and then fall and then spike and then fall, that's because they're eating a lot of naked carbohydrates. And maybe if you pair like a beef stick or a hard-boiled egg with whatever you're eating, you will keep from that constant highs and lows. Plus also keeps you focused on whatever task you're doing because it's really annoying when you feel like you're like high on life and then like your blood sugar drops and you're like all I want to do is take a nap. That might be some blood sugar issues going on there. Now this last and final tip I have for you which I almost think is the most important one that not enough people talk about is being able to change your view on health and you can do this by creating a different goal. A lot of people think that health is just about working out, eating healthy, but you can actually use your gym time to do something else because health is not just about working out and eating healthy. For instance, when I wasn't working out as much, uh, I read more. And you can do this by going on walks with an audiobook. Um, I really like reading because you can either read fiction books or nonfiction books. Um, if you're trying to do this for like maybe more self-improvement, you might go the more nonfiction route, but there's nothing wrong with reading fiction. I actually think you can learn a lot from just reading fiction books. But if you want any of my recommendations, I think How to Do the Work by Nicole LaPere um, is really good if you want to do more personal development stuff or if you want to learn more about your menstrual cycle and how to best optimize it. I would highly recommend Period Repair Manual by Laura Bryan. 
Um, those are both really good books if you want to get into a little bit of a reading kick because I think the more that you read, the more that you know, which is always nice. Um, the, if you want to go more the fiction route, I would highly, 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 did I say highly, um, recommend the Fourth Wing series. I am currently reading the second book right now called Iron Flame. I will say I feel like the first book is a little bit better than the second book, but I also haven't finished it, so I can't really say much. Um, but this is by Rebecca Yarrow. Um, maybe that's why it's so good. It's because she has my name. That might be why. <laughs> um, but I highly recommend the Fourth Wing series. It's basically, I call it a mix between Harry Potter, Hunger Games meets Dragons. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, um, maybe make sure to go pick that up at your local bookstore. If you're anything like me, get it off your Kindle. Um, also, another great fiction book that I almost recommend to pretty much anyone who's trying to get into fiction is The Midnight Library by Matt Haga. Um, this one can be a little bit dark at first, so just a heads up there, but it does get light and it's just a great short read. I think it's a little bit under 300 pages, but again, you can always listen to audio, audio if you don't want to do the whole reading thing, but I think reading is just a great thing to focus on when you don't have that time to go to the gym anymore because of your injury. But another great thing that you can do is journaling. I know I did a whole podcast on journaling and I think it was like five ways to journal. It was a long time ago. Honestly, I think I might need to update it, but um, I just, you know, I, I think journaling's great, especially if you're having a hard time giving up your movement. Or if you find yourself being tied to movement or you're just having all these circling thoughts in your head dealing with your injury, um, journaling I feel like is a great way to get all of those thoughts out on paper because for me at least, if I'm constantly thinking in my head, um, I, it gets me down that spiraling route which is not fun. <laughs> um, and if you are writing it down on paper, you are physically thinking about and reflecting on what you are saying and what you are thinking to yourself, which I think is the most important thing. Because when you're writing it down, you are facing it to where when it's up in your head, it kind of just stays up in your head. So highly recommend journaling during your workout times if, um, if you're trying to look for something to do. I also think meditation, yin yoga, or breath work would be a really great idea. I highly recommend yoga with Adrian, especially if you're dealing with an injury because she's a little bit slower. She does have some more intense stuff, but um, she has some nice, easy yoga workouts that are nice if you are looking for something more yin yoga-esque to it. Also, she has this really cute dog that's in it, which is always really nice. And then box breathing is really great when it comes to breath work, especially if you're getting introduced into it. If you're anything like me, I literally just typed in breath work workout by, um, on YouTube and I got some intense breath work stuff that I just recommend starting with box breathing first. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically where you breathe in for five, you hold for five, you breathe out for five, 
and then you hold for five you just go back and forth with that you could even be like super aesthetic and like get a little candle lit or have your essential oils going and just have a whole vibe going on um, and that will help you get back into that parasympathetic mode so again if you're really stressing about like not being able to do that movement um, or finding a different way to deal with maybe that anxiety that you have that you usually take out at the gym box breathing would be a great one or just like a general meditation but I know for myself doing something is better than like me just sitting there staring off into space but honestly after try two I kind of was staring off into space a lot so maybe I will get more into that like meditation kick so we'll see the next thing I'd say to like work on maybe could be a goal um, and a shift in perspective when it comes to health is just like really hammering down that sleep routine. And also, if you hammer down your sleep routine and get really good at getting really good sleep, um, which I think everyone sh needs to improve on, that will also help in the recovery process. Um, sleep is just like the key time for your body to go through its recovery process so if you are getting consistent good sleep that could actually help you in the process of your recovery from your injury so hammer down that sleep routine um you could also just start a new hobby there's nothing wrong with doing something new you could you might actually find something else that you might like to do it doesn't always have to be this like self-development productivity whatever else anyone else says is like a great thing to do that's why I highlight a lot that like reading fiction is productive um, just because it doesn't have to be the typical like what other people view as productive you just enjoying your time and doing something that you love is productive so maybe you really want to get back to learning an instrument or you want to get into crocheting or learning a new language I know I recently downloaded Duolingo again because I'm trying to get my um Spanish speaking back but we will just see about that um I actually learned recently what was it? I'm trying to, it was Domingo, I think is Sunday. And yeah, that's kind of how far I've gotten that I can remember. If I see the word, I'm like, oh, I know what it is, but I can't say off the bat right now. Um, you could also get really into photography. I feel like that's really cool. Maybe start blogging or you could even start podcasting if you don't want to take very many pictures. Um, and also this is just a little highlight right here. Maybe stop procrastinating on your studying. Um, that was a I don't want to say a big one for me, but you have more time. So maybe if you find yourself procrastinating on studying in general and you have some extra time now, maybe focus on some ways to get back into studying or at least like go down that YouTube rabbit hole of like getting into productivity for studying or finding study routines or something like that. But also last thing that I just want to say is that this is just a season in your life. You have already built muscle through you working out. They have actually shown in studies that you only need one ninth to one seventh of the total volume to maintain the muscle mass that you already have. So for example, nine sets, if you usually do nine sets for glutes, that only means that you have to do one set to maintain the muscle mass in your glutes that you've already built. Um, but again, it is just a season in your life. It is not who you are and you are not 
I, you do not identify with the way that you look right now based off of like your injury and no one's going to think less of you because you aren't going to the gym anymore. You are dealing with an injury and the more that you work against your body, the worse it's going to be in the long run. You're probably going to get another injury because you didn't allow your body to fully recover and rest. So take some time for yourself, find something new to do, find something that you enjoy and just be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself. So just remember that. Um, But that's all the tips that I have for you when it comes to staying fit with an injury. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I really enjoyed making this podcast. If you have any questions, remember you can send me a message on Instagram or email me. But I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to babble with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAndWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag Becca Babbles Podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.